3: Hey there, Villa fans, this is the voice of your god, Randy Lerner. It's great to see that Dr. Tony has got Aston Villa well on the path of being a top three club in the world. <laughs> my, you villains sure are a gullible bunch. I mean, hey, 13th for the championship. Even I managed 11th in my first season in charge, and let me remind you, that was in the Premier League. You'll believe anything an says. You believe my proud history, bright future slogan, suckers. Hell, you even fell for my main joke, Tom Fox. Speaking of futures, though, mine's not so bright unless Villa get promoted. Because then Dr. Tony, well, he'll pay me over 30 million big ones. So, I don't hold up much hope of ever seeing that money. I go home late at night. This is a song that I really like to sing right now, so I'll play it for you. It's uh, called My Old Man. Thirteenth in the championship. Prepare for relegation to League One next season. Sign Jed Evans. Sign Jed Evans.
2: Welcome to the My oh Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of myoldmansaid.com. On this episode, we thought we'd do a a Villa fan a favour at the game against Brighton. uh, Villa fan Dan Rogers found 50 flags in the lower halt uh, under people's seats, so uh, we thought we'd get him on the show to help him uh, advertise them and uh, try to sell them. Uh, You can buy them if you're interested in getting yourself a nice new Villa-related flag on his website, VillaUnderground.com. Welcome, Dan. How's it going?
4: Fantastic. I've got a new cottage industry uh, burgeoning from villaunderground.com. So, uh, yeah, hop on over and I'll cut you a deal. I've got some large three by three meter ones as well that are Ooh, tricky and good. Mm, full wall covering. <laughs> I mean what what kind of fool leaves flags under the seats? I don't know. It was literally there were children with him. It was like taking candy from a baby. It was it was great. I rounded up loads.
2: Well so how much how much are you offering <laughs> for them?
4: Well I looked online and um, there was like a, a similar it was like a, a fan led um initiative. So I I've priced them up about twenty quid each. It's great.
2: It's, yeah, it's that's, that's, that's a bargain, it's a steal. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about those flags uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we're referring <laughs> to uh, the flags that all disappeared, the fan-funded flags. We jest. We we were jesting, people. The fan-funded flags that, uh, let's say, that could have been a little bit more organised and Whoops. only kind of mentioned them because there was a lot of whining to uh, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Tony and Keith Winas. I mean, what's it got to do with them, for God's sake? Uh, Supporters are putting on displays and things It should be completely supporter run and uh, led and organized and they should have the consequences Uh, a bit more planning might have helped. Villa what's happening. Well, it's the end of the season and we finished 32 points behind Newcastle. Hooray! Thirty-one points behind Brighton. Hurrah! And and never mind that. We finished twenty-three points behind Reading. I, I mean, how did that happen? Well,
4: and we bought their best player, Aaron Bowler.
2: <laughs> Reading's a bizarre one because you never like even mm. think about them and, until you look at the league table. And for some, you know, somehow mm. they're up there. And the other consequence of finishing thirteenth in the lower half of the table, which I don't think many villains would have expected. Uh, no even the most pessimistic villains 18 points outside the playoffs i mean that's abysmal and to think that bruce was i think it was the turn of the year like five it depends on uh, the hour but he was five six points with 32 games to play so to drop essentially 12 points that's in this league which is pretty poor if you want to, if you want my opinion that's a big f for failure
4: we were in striking distance and we have fell way short haven't we ultimately and i don't think it's been because of bad luck i think there's been some pretty dismal football in there too we've, we've well, covered I mean, that off
2: really We've covered that off uh, very well I mean Dr Tony on uh, Twitter rated Villa's season out of 100 <laughs> What is this
4: fi- formula he's using? I'm not <laughs> so
2: sure. 59 out of 100 and 60 is a pass Which means fail. I'm sorry it means but fail. It, it means fail but I think a pass is 6th place so uh, 59 yep. being 1 point away from 60 I would say our season was in the third out of 100, if you were marking it. Considering money
4: spent. <laughs> Considering uh, money spent. Um, standard of league. I think where we were, that, that's the key thing, is we, we were five or six points short with 32 left to play. Um, how we didn't manage to get ourselves even, you know, clinging onto the final playoff spot, I, I just... Well, we know how it happened, but it, it's got to go down as a major missed opportunity, particularly when you look at the clubs that have got in there as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not talking about world-beating clubs, are we? <sighs> I don't think Reading, so. Fulham, Huddersfield, I mean, come on, Sheffield Wednesday, You, I expected them to get in the playoffs.
4: Mm. Well, well, well done to Brighton, but I, I can't say I've been wowed by them this season particularly. Would you say they were, I mean, granted that the game on, on Sunday wasn't, you know, they were trying to win the title, but I don't think they busted gut for it and I think they paid yeah. for that, but they haven't, they're not
2: that good. Yeah, no, I mean, everybody says that Villa's best performance, and I I was at the game, was away at Brighton. And I've got to admit, I wasn't that impressed by both teams. It wasn't that great a game. It was just compared to what else we've been watching that it Mm. probably stood out.
4: But the thing about that Brighton game, particularly the way I one, it was a classic Villa game of probably should have won, but we didn't, and that that will sum up our season, perhaps.
2: Should we discuss the game? The only meaning of that game was uh, obviously granting Newcastle the title, which hopefully they'll be <laughs> thankful for and forget about the fact that we relegated them a couple of times, <laughs> or not ultimately well relegated them, but kind of wound them up as we. Uh, Pull the mat from underneath their feet in a deciding game.
4: Funny how football goes like that, where you, where you see things. It's like uh, it goes full circle, doesn't it? That, that literally 10 minutes before you, if you'd have asked a Newcastle fan what do you think about Aston Villa, and that they probably wouldn't have had a nice thing to say about us, and then Grealish, the messiah, emerges for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen a few Newcastle fans tweeting Grealish's goal as the defining moment that won them the league. <laughs> That's uh, very nice, hopefully they'll sign him next season Oh, sacrilege <laughs> alert, sacrilege <laughs> alert no, no, don't say that about Jack <laughs> He's our saviour <laughs> What do you think of the sending off? Uh, I can sort
4: of see why the referee gave it live Because, you know, the speed of the game and whatnot But then you sort of look at it and he got the shot away And then he makes the tackle from what I from what I see from the slow-mo Is this a classic case of modern fanism Where we, where we can analyse in the millisecond?
2: I think you see Baker do him on purpose Yeah mm there's no way he, he, you know, he knows he's gone for so I think he's just trying to put him off the shot he didn't which, protest you know, either of, did he no he didn't protest no. and when you watch it with your head rather than your heart, you, you know he's clipped him on purpose yeah. just to put him off the shot because, you know, he's staring down the barrel of the gun there. Well, the
4: guy got the turn on him, didn't he? The, the way the ball broke, he got the right side of, uh, he got in between Baker and the goal and then Baker sort of had to, it was one of those where he probably realised if he could take the guy down, he would take the red and he sort of got there as it happened yeah. after he took the shot, but the referee took a different view.
2: There's still confusion about because the the law changed about, uh, regarding triple punishment. But is that only if it's intended, completely intended that he gets a straight red, or is it still just a yellow because it's triple punishment?
4: I actually don't know.
2: <laughs> really, Neither do I. <laughs> I. I really
4: don't know where I sit on that because I I was trying to because live it was it was impossible to tell live, and I, and that's where I sympathise with the referees. But thinking about it now and how it turn turn it round the other way, I think as Villa fans we would would we have expected a Penalty for that, would,
2: you know. In retrospect, maybe we would have done. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that it's a penalty. But do you give him a yellow card because of this triple punishment rule? Because um, other people have done similar things and just got yellows for it.
4: Well, unless you're Man United and you're Vidic and you get nothing. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Still sore after all uh, these years. Open word.
4: For me, it, it wasn't a cynical, horrible thing. Yellow would have sufficed. I was, I was surprised live to see the red come out. I must admit.
2: What going down to ten men does seem to do is spark Jack Grealish into life yeah. uh, for the second time in a few weeks. He did the old cut in on his right and bend it into yeah, the far post.
4: Most nice of the goalkeeper too. It was like pushing the wrong button on FIFA, wasn't it? And he sort of did a, a yeah. knee slide. <laughs> <went>, oh shit! <laughs> and and then he proceeded to cry for about half an hour. So.
2: Uh, he, he was gutted. <laughs> the, the thing I liked about that, and also throw in the way that Newcastle celebrated, was actually seeing players celebrate winning something, and yeah. in Brighton's case, kind of commiserating they'd lost something.
4: Yeah, yeah I think like, the funny thing I noticed at the time, because I'm, I'm a bit boring like this, is that I noticed that the Brighton players were lying down, talking, you know, at the end of this was at full time, and uh, Stockdale's crying into the turf, and, and the first players to go across to him were Villa players, and he'd been, uh, he was inconsolable, wasn't he, and it was interesting that the Brighton players had basically
2: <laughs> turned their backs on him. Well, I can't blame Bust. him. Blast. <laughs> yeah. What the friggin' hell. I mean, of all the all the times to pull out the kind of John Travolta knee-slide <laughs> trick, uh, that probably was, probably was not, not the time. Do you know what, the
4: second, the second he did what he, he ultimately did, he knew, didn't he, because the, his, his reaction, yeah. he's. Just he completely misjudged it. I he thought was, it was a
2: good shot by Grealish, to be fair. I thought it was, yeah, but I think the keeper was expecting it, uh, to yeah. deflect off a defender or be yeah. cleared or and and he didn't expect to have to react to it, did he? Yeah, he kind of took his eye off the ball for that moment, and that was him done. L- looking back at the defining things about the game, not that there was that much to be honest, especially <laughs> no. in the first half, uh, <laughs> was the fact we actually forced seven corners after we yeah. berated the fact that we only got one in each of the last couple of games against the Blues yeah, and yeah it's progress baby and you know f- we fired off a few shots I mean some of them were kind of token gestures mm. granted but a uh, bit more of an improvement and we seemed to play better with ten men I thought
4: yeah I, I thought Greedish played a pretty big part in that I thought the movement of um, Davis was they couldn't deal with it really and they couldn't deal with his, his physicality and, and his movement across the particularly the, from right to left. And as, as Hurahan and Lansbury got strangely with 10 men, they almost became unshackled, didn't they? They became. Hurahan yeah. particularly was, was ghosting around quite quite happily. It was that final bit of clinical finishing, wasn't it? Or that final third, which sh- shock horror wasn't quite there. But we were making stuff, and that was that raised an eyebrow for me because in the absence of Kodja, we've really struggled with that this season.
2: Yeah, I think Bruce said uh, post match that uh, they were just. Really wishing for Codger to be there in that game because I think he he would have uh, well he'd probably have definitely got his twentieth goal league goal of the season. I, I think sure. he'd
4: have had a good success in amongst that Brighton defence. Um, do we want to talk yeah. about Davis a little bit and what we thought? Granted, we only saw forty-five minutes, but interesting to contrast to the limited forty-five that Hogan had before his injury.
2: Yeah, what what did you think of Davis? I mean, people are starting to big him up already, and it's come on, it's a bit too you you can't yeah I mean. <laughs> I've seen mm. him a few times uh, mm. in the under-23s. Well, we saw him, didn't we, yeah, so, against... You've seen him a couple yeah. of times, I
4: we saw him together. At, it was uh, Celtic who we saw him uh, against. Yeah. D- yeah. Didn't make a big impression, but then any number of players didn't really, th- that, that evening. M- my first observation was that once he once he got settled and it did take him a bit of time, I think he worked out that he had the physical... He was a physical match for, yeah. for the Brighton players. And as his confidence grew, I think he, his hold-up play was good. His his the thing that I noticed about him was was the movement. So he would take, he would receive the ball, move, and then he'd be ten, fifteen yards across the pitch, and that that really did open up Brighton, I have to say. Particularly because we had the ten ten men. His uh, his enthusiasm was was plain to see. I thought.
2: Yeah, even though uh, earlier on in the season we had about six strikers and they all seem to evaporate in front of our (laughs) eyes one thing we currently haven't got is that guy to hold the ball up i mean that's something that ben tech could do but codger can't really Codger's more Hmm. goes direct and tries to fashion a chance for himself i mean hogan's running onto things uh things that aren't happening (laughs) 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 yeah so we're lacking somebody who can buy us a little bit of time by holding it up and allowing the midfield to obviously get involved and catch I mean, up.
4: I think his performance makes him an option now. I, I don't think it becomes, oh, he's a, he ridiculous headlines, you know, Davis must pick, you know, Nixon. Yeah. That, that's bollocks. This, the kid needs time to develop and, you know, I think we saw we saw in the fact that he had two or three fantastic opportunities and either the occasion, the adrenaline of the moment overcame him, you know, whereas yeah. I imagine if he was in you know, under 23 level he's, he's, he's pinging those away, isn't he? Quite, quite quite comfortably. It's that clinical step up to the senior level. Having said that, he's put himself into contention, hasn't he? Which is great.
3: Negatron alert. Keenan Davis has peaked too early. It's all downhill from here. Sell to Wolves. Sell to Wolves.
2: I mean, there wasn't that much more to talk about, really, the game. I mean, uh, Bakuna getting a bit stroppy uh, because Hurrahan wanted to take that free kick. Let's talk about Bakuna. You know, he's put a few free kicks away a a... couple of seasons ago, but, but he needs to go. He just—he's just living the life of a Premier League football player with his bloody Instagram <sighs> videos, Don't start me. rapping away and all that. But I'm not interested. He's—he's he's, he's, him.
4: It's Billy Big Time. He's rubbish. The, he plays for the some Scottish, the Scottish,
2: court. Scottish kafu Come on. Gardner, it's time to start swinging axes. A
4: huge, a huge guillotine, and in the spirit of the French election, we could ship it over. And unless <laughs> unless Middlesbrough aren't willing to part with good hard cash for these players, we should need to cut our losses. The Kuna, ah, oh, he he, he's just he it's just the symbol, the failure exactly, the, of the, the, the averageness, and it's the, the sub average. His petulant reaction to being told, actually, no, you're not taking the free kick. And I hope aunt said to him, the reason is, you're shit. You're not having the free kick. We've seen enough of you, Leandro, to know that. And your stupid red haircut. Just go and stand over there, whine and sulk. And the, the waving of the arms and the childish
2: petulance. Didn't he, he got sent off earlier on the season, didn't he? For for chest being bumping petulant. A, you know, it wasn't a yeah. six game ban,
4: but it was ridiculous.
2: I mean, I know he's not the brightest of guys, but. He's uh, single sound. I mean, what's he proved since he's been here? Just the odd flash of technique on a dead ball, and that's about it. Bang average, and. Yeah. Adios.
4: His temperament last season told us everything we needed to know about him now. And we had another glimpse into his temperament when he didn't get his own way on the pitch. You no know, waving your arms, yeah. dismissing the bench, gobbing off to, to one, of your, one of your teammates. Well, actually, we're trying to build a team here because a team of individuals has got us yeah. plumb nothing for the best part of 20 years. Get rid. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm through with people like him.
2: Uh, somebody <laughs> who's definitely uh, leaving Aston Villa is Libor Kozak. Yeah. Just never got back after his injuries. It, it's, mm-hmm. it is a bit of a shame because not... Well, we don't know if he he would have been a a great player. I mean, technically, he wasn't that great, but he had heart, and I always remember him celebrating, Mm. you know, into the crowd. Uh, Was it when he scored against Norwich? Correct me if I'm wrong. He seemed a good guy, and he was up for it, but uh, it just didn't kind of work out. And you know, I think if he was fit, he would have had a role uh, at Villa because he did offer. It's a different different. thing,
4: and you don't play for Lazio and, and be rubbish. You know, that's not to say that you can't again you don't know how players are going to come off. Just look at the injuries that they sustain, though, you know. Virtually a double leg break sustained in training when Kieran Clark inflicted.
2: I'd like some statistics on how long it takes him to get injured as soon as he makes a full recovery from his last injury because it's uh, it's weeks, isn't it? Or oh, days in some respects. Uh,
4: the roll call is, is grim for him really, that you know, injured in January twenty fourteen, yeah. repinned in October twenty fourteen. You know, and that's because they whoever gave the green light on him having a, a, a an overseas doctor, I think, in the Czech Republic, who didn't yeah. uh, advised him to return to training with Uh, I think it was one of two of the bones hadn't properly fused, so then he had to have his... you know, had to have that reoperated on, you know, recovers from that, another year's gone, breaks his foot in the back end of the Remy Gard era, When, you know, if, if he was going to make any resurgent comeback, that was probably the moment, I suppose. And then, you know, gets yeah. back to full fitness February this year before he gets a, an ankle break.
2: Um, Grim. Yeah. It must be super frustrating for him on a personal it must be, level. Well, and professionally, I
4: imagine, because you've gone from, you know, you play in Syria, you've, you've made a big money move to, to Villa and, you know, Villa could have, could be a platform for lots of players, you know. Look at Codger; you can. It could be a springboard onto, you know. You can really be the big fish here, and, and he never, never had the opportunity to do that.
2: I thought you <laughs> I thought you was going to say something springboard <laughs> no, for a proper club. We are a proper club. <laughs> We're going to be.
4: Top three in five years? No, four years. Is it four years now? We That's what Dr. Tony's yeah, promised. Like
2: Seriously speaking, he, he could have contributed to Villa. Uh, yeah. So it is a bit of a frustration. Uh, talking about, this is, isn't is actually an injury, but it looks like an injury, and it's kind of been spun as something else, allegedly or potentially. What did you think of Steve Bruce turning up uh, at his the last press conference pre-Brighton? Uh, like he's had the shit kicked out of him, to put it bluntly i mean the excuse of moles i mean um, i wonder he had some problem with his eye he had grazes yeah. both side of his forehead right and you look at pictures before mm-hmm. and if you can find any picture <laughs> of steve bruce with moles then uh, send them in to uh, at aston villa pod on twitter because i haven't yeah. seen one Bit dubious that one
4: uh it's it, it's a
2: bit dubious i mean
4: without wanting to examine his personal medical issues it was a bit of a shock and he, he did look like um i thought it was was he the other fighter in the joshua fight what was what did i was he somewhere else on the on the card is a former aston villa midfielder
2: involved at all i have no idea what you're talking about just no, no idea as uh,
4: well, is that our lawyers uh, yeah, okay, they told me to shut
2: up. But but there's something there's something uh there's something awry there. I'm sure uh, the truth will come out. It always seems to rear its ugly head at some points. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were removing potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's low. That's low.
3: Negatron alert, Jordan Amavy, the twenty-five million pound player not detected. Doctor Tony, decimal place error, return to sender, return to sender. <laughs>
2: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a delivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See
2: mcdonalds.com. Dr Tony speaking at some football conference, uh, he's tweeted. Did you investigate into that? Because I didn't. No. Considering he's only been watching football for about a season, well, some... Uh,
4: he's supported us forever. He has. He said so. It must be true.
2: What? When he was going to buy Southampton and uh, before that, when Albion. he was going to no, buy no, Everton as well <laughs> and Albion. He's, he's a, he's and a... then we
4: became available.
2: God. He's a four or five club man. Always has been. <laughs> What's the keynote speech of his at the World, World Football Conference? How to spend eighty million and finish thirteenth in the championship?
4: Ooh. Yeah, heads to head, turn it into dust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'll show you the way and um. keynote speech too. What went wrong with Ross McCormack? And so, at the end of this, I concluded that maybe we should do some research into the personal lives of our potential transfer purchases. What a fantastic insight! So the the only other thing uh, that popped up on Twitter that was kind of amusing was Craig Gardner's wonderful interview. Yeah. The best part of that, and um, them down the road didn't push We didn't need any bit of help off them. Um, I'm not even going to mention the name because the way they, the way they think they are, and 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 it just blues. Are, blues fans are class people. You don't you don't celebrate when an opposition team score a goal, and where opposition that sums them up. And they Villa fans, Villa fans wearing Blackburn shirts, it sums them up. But we didn't need any help off them. We have done it ourselves, and we fought to the end. And we kept right on. Which it's still it's still bizarre that one because he's gone through his whole career when he was at Villa doing interviews in the programme, uh, you know, talking at media, saying how he's a great Villa fan, and then he just flipped totally. Now he's sticking it to us. <laughs> and you know now, yeah. now now you're kind of glad that the blues did stay up because uh, you're looking forward to seeing him at Villa Park next time good good luck with that it's such a bizarre interview because he starts off by
4: saying oh, you know i'm not i'm not even going to name them in about 4 seconds <laughs> yeah, later he can't he, named, he, it. He's, he can't he, you know his neanderthal <laughs> brain spits it out it's, he's just bitter because he got dumped because he was rubbish in, <laughs> a matter of time for his brothers following him by the way yeah
2: but <laughs> you know this was a season uh, I was going to say it was a season to be jolly, but it obviously wasn't. But this was a season for the likes of Grealish and Gardner to really make a statement. And Gardner, certainly, he was kind of pushed much more forward into the team than I expected. Yeah. And right, he, he's, he pfft, delivered next to zero.
4: He's got to be a goner, really, hasn't he? Not, because, not just because his surname, but he, he hasn't shown anything like enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's just been rubbish, frankly.
2: You know, when he looks back at his time, he can always embrace the fact that he scored against the Blues at St Andrews, Mm -hmm. uh, but apart from that, you know, pretty underwhelming stuff. Unfortunately, because he was somebody you wanted him to do well, especially after all his injury problems, and that has obviously affected his progress, but uh, I'm sorry, but we're a 13th in the Championship team, and there's no time for sentiment anymore. It's time to crack some skulls and get going. It's also a good example of you can, the fan base and ourselves
4: included, you can get wrapped up in this. Oh, all the Forest fans are saying he's fantastic and he'll be perfect for the yeah. championship. Perfect for a team that's finished fourth bottom. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the level, isn't it? Really, it's, it's not no. what it's not gonna get you promoted.
2: I still can't get over this whole finishing 13th in the championship. I mean, take me back to the days when uh, David O'Leary was signing Tommy. Sorensen and Gavin McCann for two million each and we were finishing sixth in the league. Oh, I lie awake at night <laughs> dreaming of those days now. I mean those <laughs> you fickle bastards. Those were frustrating those were frustrating days. Totally, totally. And you think we well, got fucking Sorensen Sorensen it was okay, you got you got a bit of an attitude towards the end and McCann was this kind of limited defensive midfielder who really couldn't pass and you just hope for somebody better. But we still finished feeling well there. Well exactly <laughs> He'd slot we st- right in Still managed to finish sixth in the bloody uh, season. And it's now, mad, yeah. Yeah. now we're, we're dumping 12, 15 million on players that, quite frankly, are a load <laughs> of And you would take Gavin McCann over uh, most of them. No, and- don't
3: say it, don't
4: say it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And you take Sorensen over oh. Gallini, Gallini and Gallini costs like, you know, two or three times more.
4: That's crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Where is Gallini? Is he Is he still? He's alive? I don't know. No <laughs>
2: idea. Too inexperienced to gamble promotion from the championship on. And the uh, gamble didn't really work, did it?
4: Backfired horribly.
2: So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Johnson situation. I mean, Johnson, I think he's good enough mm. for what he is. And... I think you could get promoted with him put it that way yeah um... but still I wouldn't leave anything anything to chance next season because as we've already discussed on this podcast before teams that don't bounce back straight away Mm. uh, that finish bottom in the Premier League and that's about a third of the teams who actually bounce back they tend to get stuck only one team has returned to the Premier League within a three season span if they didn't bounce straight back so nothing can be left to chance next season
4: I mean I don't dislike Johnson as, as such but I think if there's a a goalkeeper who is available on the market, who is probably circa 30, 35 years old. Ruddy from Norwich. Insert name. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say names. I, I, I don't know who that person would be, genuinely. But I think if that person emerges, well, Norwich market, have
2: dumped. Yeah, d- Norwich have dumped him. I think that's mainly because uh, they don't. want they, Well, he's kind of all right, but I don't, don't think they want to. I think he was on Premier League. say uh, they got uh, huge wages. wage issues, haven't they, in Norwich? Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. But would Villa? Suddenly, start adding to the wage bill that they've already started to mm. reacquire. I don't. Well, know. that would
4: be the question with with uh, Johnston about it because. It would be a debate, I imagine, with him. Is Does he genuinely believe he's going to break into the Manchester United team? From what I've seen, I don't think he's going to be a Manchester United goalkeeper. No. If Villa can buy him and get him at the right price, I do think we should take him. Right. But I do think he runs the risk of being a number two at the same time, if another goalkeeper becomes available. Because I think we do need two goalkeepers. Yeah,
2: I think we definitely need another keeper.
4: And and I think that perhaps puts, puts Johnston in a funny position, actually, because I think we could buy him and then maybe a Ruddy or you know, insert name here. Does arrive yeah. and he's he's bench warmer. Guzan. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the, the return <laughs> of the king. Guzan, Guzan Brad Guzan. I miss Brad. I miss Brad. I miss his
2: Well you told me, uh you told me once that there was somebody who used to sit behind you in the whole bank. <laughs> oh, I hate I hate in <laughs> a real brummy action I hate Gazoon. <laughs> <laughs> and not with it with, with no irony
4: that he genuinely thought that was his name.
2: Gazoon. <laughs> It's a classic. We should do a segment uh, called "People Who Sit Behind Me" and uh, get various Villa fans on to talk about the. There's always some crazy guy or some arsehole who who sits behind you. They won't
4: make the game. There's a guy. There's a guy who sits yeah. sits, uh, you know, in the mid distance. You know, like you think of your shoulder, you think, "Who is that?" You never, you never make eye contact. And once every yeah. game, he'll he'll shout out, "Referee, I'm a cunt!" Just, just once. <laughs> you know, regardless of the referee's performance.
2: <laughs> one of the specialities of the guy behind you is they pick up on one player yes. and they go after him the whole game.
4: Well, this this is the guy, the same guy who, who's Gazoon. He would also, I think, he'd refuse to say Idrissu Gay as Gay, so he'd recall, he'd refer to him as Gee. <laughs> <So, laughs> just anything to avoid saying Gay. Brilliant.
2: Yeah, no, I think Grealish has got a few of those guys that single out on him. And uh, there's one guy who's behind me uh, slagging him off. All you can bloody do is just cut inside on the right foot and just bend it. (laughs) Well, goal. Yeah, what's, yeah. Shit. As long as he's not Shit. passing it, Grealish must have to score those goals where he cuts in from the right hand side. Sorry, left hand side onto yeah. his right and kills it in the far <laughs> post just to shut this guy up. That's probably why, he does it? Do you
4: know? What? I love that because it, it really has that. That's that's uh, so true about about people who sit around you, whether you like them, whether you know them, whether you don't. Some people were just zoning on one player, and no matter what they do, they could score an overhead kick in the World Cup final. They'd be Like fucking fluke. It's
2: it's yeah, so true. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the, the last burning question of the show is, did you manage to uh, get to Villa Park for that, is it, 10 minutes uh, window to claim a free voucher and get your uh, free Heineken against Brighton? No. Pray
4: tell. No. Why? Because it was such a bloody narrow window of opportunity to collect your beer, and I don't, frankly, need beer with my breakfast, but I tried my very best. I didn't get there in time.
2: So now we have to twiddle our thumbs over the summer. We'll be bringing you shows still. But one thing, we want to make sure we keep this going. And one way is for people who enjoy the show to become patrons of My Old Man Said. If we can get to 100 patrons, and we'll definitely do the show. I think we've got about 30 to go. So go to com and uh, click on patrons and find out how you sign up there. Because it's in dollars, and I apologize in advance, that's the only way they do it. I mean, if you prefer, you can donate like a pound a month or something via the PayPal button on the website, and uh, I will include you in uh, all the uh, normal benefits of the patrons. Friends with benefits. (laughs) Not those kind of benefits. In the reward draws and everything.
3: Hey Villa fans, and welcome back to Jednax Jungle. The pride has failed to find the watering hole as the drought of success begins to bring darkness to the barren lands of Aston. It's time for another merciless cull. Bakuna, Hutton, Gabby, fucking Gardner, you've got an appointment with the vet. It's time to put you sorry beasts down. Hardly big game, but you've suffered enough, and this order's come from the top. Tony wants to be top three in the world. Truth, we couldn't even give you a pathetic carcassist to Middlesbrough this time. So here's to next season. Will we see a new beginning or just another false dawn? This could get brutal.
2: Pray to the God of
3: Beards for me, will ya?
2: So if you were judging Villa, marking them out of 100 like Tony did, uh, what would you give them? 12. Yeah, I mean... Probably given five points for beating the Blues. Uh, I mean,
4: we've spent more money than some countries have, and we're picking Leandro Bacuna.
2: Here's here's my little uh, litmus test. Bruce gets the job at the same time as Neil Warnock in October. Correct, same week after eleven after mm-hmm. eleven games. Mm-hmm. Cardiff were four places below us. They were second from bottom.
4: I remember. Yeah.
2: Yeah. End of the season, they finish higher than us. Neil Warnock, everybody taking the piss. He's a dinosaur. Blah blah. blah. Does a better job than Steve Bruce. Cardiff spent over the two winders, combined total of about two million six hundred thousand. Net spend minus two and a half million. So they they spent like just around two and a half million compared to our eighty million and. With a manager that that no Villa fan would have had, and he finished higher than us, and that just shows that this has been a complete shocker. And we've been saying it all through the season that there's no way we would do anything playing the way we have. And again, I reiterate, Mm -hmm. we were not talking about playing total football. We were just talking about being effective and actually Mm -hmm. trying to... Attack. I mean, you can't have games where you have one corner and one shot on target. <laughs> it's ludicrous. That's not how you win football games. And how you get promotion is by winning football games. I mean, Steve Bruce does mention... What a solid home form we have. But uh, unfortunately, our home form was only the eighth best in the league. And when you're away form's absolutely bollocks. There's no way you get promoted <laughs> if your home form's only the eighth <laughs> best in the league. So there's a lot of bullshit. And, you know, the Villa hierarchy now are talking about stability. Like, what does that even mean? Does that mean we stay the same, a mid-table championship team? Because I don't know if Bruce... Has Bruce... Has his powers... Are they starting to ebb away, whatever his powers are? Because Bruce is no good in the Premier League. Let's, hope, let's make that clear. So if we get promoted with Bruce, do they keep him? Because there's a reason why he's got four promotions from the Championship, and that's because he took uh, two of those teams, Hull and Birmingham, straight back down. Let's
4: remember what the word stability means to the new Aston Villa as well. The, the word stability doesn't mean the manager stays the same. The, the word stability means... Steve Round and his team of scouts, his team of coaches and the the backroom staff, that's the core uh, golden thread through Aston Villa, if you like. The manager is not stability. Yeah. So Bruce, irrelevant of what you think of him, and to be honest, I quite like the guy. I don't mind him. But for all the reasons that you've just said, that's what makes me think, actually, how safe is he going to be if after six, eight games, six games, eight games, tops, I would imagine, Aston Villa aren't looking like
2: bolted on certainties. Yeah, if they're not in the top let's say five or six, even after the first, let's you know, say, eight games I think he's got problems. I think a massive problems. decision will be the yeah. If there was a great candidate out there now, I'd get rid of Bruce and bring him in straight away. I mean, it'd be a tough decision but we're talking about the future of the club not being sentimental and, you know, we've messed around for far, far, far too long now and we've just had a new owner in which was what we were praying for. Somebody mm. who was willing to Put money into it, and that money we don't, we can't write it off just yet because mm. it's early doors. But some of it has been wasted, and you you can't deny that.
3: Negatron alert! Fraud detected! Another faulty Villa striker! Hogan is a non-league player! Hogan is a non-league player!
4: Well, look at uh, just as a just going off tangent slightly, but in 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 the vein of managers, look at Leicester's decision, probably the most unpopular in-season change of manager
2: in modern times. Yeah.
4: Yet what it's returned is the most successful change of a manager in season, you know, across all divisions.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you know, the Warnock example, what Cardiff did. And, you know, all, all this big and sing and dance about these big plans and everything. And they throw 80 million at it and it just dissolves.
4: Yeah, well, I think it's twofold. I think we're, we're always going to be, not that I think we should necessarily, but we're, we're overpaying but yeah. what are we what are we shipping in wages I, i've been intrigued to know and that's we're always slightly out of date with the old accounts aren't we but yeah what are we shipping there and what's the plan b
2: what's the plan b because we you know what do you, mean, what do you mean what's the plan b
4: well we, we're fast approaching as annoying as it is and people are say well right, give it time give it time and i'm an advocate of that to some degree but i i did think that we would get in or around the playoffs this season and i i think the club's hierarchy thought that too and i
2: uh, they season,
4: season 2 is the it's last chance saloon for getting out of the division easily and in some decent financial shape isn't it without leaving things yeah. to chance it's the least desirable and that's kind of obvious when you think about it, you want to get out at the first attempt but look at, I mean, on a previous podcast please listen, we've been through the scenarios for teams that haven't got out of the championship at the first attempt and it was startling to me at the time yeah. and on reflection it's incredibly concerning given we haven't arrived at the end of the season on any traje- trajectory that's made me Feel no. 100% and we,
2: confident. And we haven't shown any evidence of okay we we can probably say that we've got a, a decent enough defense when it's yeah. concentrating but apart from that there's no evidence of us getting promoted. Not we're not looking like a team that can get promoted and we need a better pre-season than we have previously because they will look very rushed over the last couple of years and you know Sherwood's first season uh, well only season any (laughs) pre-season that just smelt like a disaster because you just got this feeling when the season kicked off that these players needed you know three more weeks of pre-season games just to have any chance
4: I mean if this if that's one thing that we can perhaps Look as a good thing is that Bruce will have the summer to prepare the squad as a whole. The huge drawback is the likelihood is we won't have Codger fit or in, in a natural pre season. The other real elephant in the room is I my prediction and it's not a prediction that I state with any great joys, I think there'll be turnover of players again. And that yeah. is not so cohesive I, I don't think to Starting the season in any great shape. Plus, we lose back so early in, not in August for two weeks. That's that's a But there's bigger
2: concerns also that uh, Hogan looks like a sick note, <laughs> and this you know this is one of the major outlays of the club obviously, in yeah. January. And Zekhodge yeah. not being fit. Okay, that's not a problem. We should have a team... Sorry, should have a squad to get promoted. Yedinac, well, he's getting old anyway. Yeah. So, and you know, you can't rely on him. If you've got Jedenak in your team, all you're doing is making it a bit more solid. It's, mm. You're still not solving anything in terms of going forward. Take Yeddenak out of the team, then that maybe frees up a player to be more of a attacking threat. And yeah. you know, you, you suddenly turn what Aston Villa is and they can play a different way.
4: We've got to learn to do things despite not having certain players. It's like when God is not in the team, that doesn't mean we don't score. When Yeddenak's not in the team, that doesn't mean we go to pieces at the back. It's that that's the team bit of this, isn't it really?
2: Right. Well we'll we'll be back for further post-season autopsy we'll do an end of uh, season awards as well more for uh shits and giggles probably do that one from a pub and until then let's get out of here get to the beach dan immediately sell those flags get enough yes. money for an uh, air ticket and let's get out of here and then a the serious note, if you did take one of those flags by mistake, thinking it was a generous offering from uh, Aston Villa PLC, Recon Group PLC,
4: it's not a Chinese flag. If it's a Chinese flag or a white flag, it's the club's.
2: If you see a if you see a Chinese flag uh, at Villa Park, you can take that one for free. But uh, the other <laughs> the other flags have been fa- uh, fan funded, so uh... give them back. Give them back at the start of the season. Bring them back. Wave them. Wave them. Use them. That's what fans contributed and donated money for. Right, that's enough of the public announcements. Until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Keep right on. You can't say that on this show. My old man said. Right. This week we will do a uh, mom's QT, mom's question time. So if you want to send your question in uh, on Twitter to at Aston Villa Pod, just put the hashtag mom's QT, and uh, we will, if it's a good one or even just a general one, we'll. Uh, or a funny one. Funny ones will get on. Funny funny ones are good. We'll get together this week and mm. uh, go through them. Maybe angle them as like end of season or looking ahead to the new season yes. uh, stroke, stroke pre-season. Let's look forward and not backwards preferably.
4: And self-help. We do self-help as well.
2: Self-help as well, of course. But we may charge for those questions. <laughs> uh, if you have any comments or feedback or anything like that, do please uh, send us a tweet also. And, you know, If you really love the show, please do do a little review on iTunes as well. All all that kind of stuff helps. And subscribe, 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 subscribe. Whatever format you're on, subscribe. That's where you get the heads up as soon as the new show drops. And uh, let's build it for next season, the final push, the promotion season, hopefully. Over the top to the Premier League.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.